This is a HeadGum Podcast. I'm recording. My numbers are going up. Mine not. Mine am. Now you are? No. How many hours do you have left on your Zoom recorder? Five. Okay. I have 49. I got a new one. Is that one. enough for you? Yeah, that's enough. But next time, I, you better clear, either clear it or get a new SD card. Fuck off. <laughs> I guess I can't tell you what to do, technically. You can't tell me what to do. Nope. But I recommend it. Um, okay, let's count. Ready? No gods, no masters, one. In 86, Anna Martin wrote the first book of what became a cult. Now it's time for Babysitter's Club You counted us in, so you start us up, buddy. Don't tell me what to do. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I went right back to telling you what to do. No gods, no masters. No one. Neither of us start. We sit in uncomfortable silence until yeah. something happens. Okay. You go first. Hi, hi, and welcome to the Babysitters Club. Club, Club. It's a podcast. It's a podcast. Wherein in Jack, and, Jack I and I talk about and I the talk about the Babysitters, Babysitters Club, Club radio novels, novels written by Anna, by Anna Martin, Martin and a cabal of ghostwriters. You say gross writers? <laughs> <laughs> she is the hand that shakes, the princess of the Prince of Town, St. Annabelle Matthews, Martin Stormborn, Soul Skinner, mother of clocks and bane to bats, first of her name, last of her kind, last hope for humankind, Tanner. This week we're reading a novel, a radio novel that is called Babysitter's Club Friends Forever, number 10, Stacy's Problem. And it's false advertising because I was certain that they were going to tell us what the fuck Stacy's Problem is, and they don't do that. Yeah, my question was, which one? <laughs> She's actually really nice in they this didn't address an They didn't address any of them. No. She doesn't even really have a problem. but she's And she's like, great. It's, I, it's, it's the... Best performance from Stacy in any Babysitter's Club book in history. She does nothing wrong and is a model citizen throughout. Mm, Agree or disagree? Yeah, she's cool. Fuck, she's cool. God damn she's it, cool. she's cool. I'm not even sure she ever mentions her diabetes or living in New York once. She does. She says, I'm from the Big Apple. Okay. I found that annoying. And then here's another one. Ready? First, first paragraph. BSC is short for Babysitter's Club. Duh, we call it a club idiot. because all the members are friends, but it's really more of a babysitting business. Stacy, I know what the fucking BSC is. Yeah, I've read 200 <laughs> books about it. Come on. I watched a whole Netflix video novel about it. Yeah, give me a I break. I watched a film. I don't even need a refresher on this. I play with the dolls. Yeah. Stacy. <laughs> I'm playing with the dolls, Stacy. Outrageous behavior. They could write a book about what your fucking problem is, and they I thought they were going to, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, God. I'm a big Waniac. I've got um, a, a major case of Wania, and I'm, in fact, uh, Suzanne in the membrane. You took all three. You can say I'm a Suzanne man. I am a Suzanne man. Do you want to say that you're Suzanne in the membrane? We no. could both be Suzanne in the membrane. Do the song. Okay. Insane in the membrane. <laughs> Suzanne in the plane. That's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like. Does it. he say I'm insane? Got no brain. Yeah, he does, he does say that every now and then. I think I'm Suzanne. Got no Cypress brain. Cypress Hill. Yeah, it's Cypress Hill, dude. Obviously. Um, it's a good one this week. I loved it. Uh, I fucking loved it. Can I say that? You're allowed. Let me um let me start us off actually with uh with a little passage to get us in the mood. Let me ask you a question real quick. Okay, fine, great. Let's have your thing instead. You loved it, and that's fine. You're allowed to love it. Yeah. Do you ever look out off the precipice into the inky blackness in front of us and mm-hmm. think about what comes next or even if anything comes next? I can't. Like, my brain can't. Like, when I try to think about it, it's blocked. It's, like, not there for me to think about something. I just see nothing. I see nothing is. I struggle to enjoy the books because each one feels like sand between my fingers. And it feels like everything I know and everything I hold dear is slipping away from me. Mm -hmm. And there's nothing I can do about it. I struggle to concentrate when I'm reading the books because it feels like death with his crooked scythe is scraping it up against my shoulder blades. Setting up the chessboard. Feeling, yeah, exactly. It's, oh, s- sorry, I was setting up the chessboard. 
very, Didn't mean to very much you. looking forward to our game. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I know. I do think about that a little bit, but it's you know, what are you going to do? But it's good. But let me read you this passage. Let me let me change the mood a little bit. Yeah. Ready for this? Claudia and Margot walked in from the kitchen, their arms piled high with cans of soda. Whatever it was that Nikki was throwing to Vanessa sailed over Adam's head and hit Margot. She jumped back, knocking Claudia off balance. Both of them dropped their cans, which rolled and spun around the living room. Margot screamed. A piercing whistle came from the stairs. The sound made me cringe and cover my ears. Looking up, I saw Christy with two fingers between her lips. Instantly, the room became quiet. The only sound was the fizz of the slowly spinning can as the last of the cola seeped out. Everybody chill, Christy commanded. She began organizing us. And that, Tanner, is good, clean, baby, Baby. sitting, Sitting. fun. fun. And you can put it right into my veins if you would like. And she did, and Suzanne Wayne did, didn't she? You Lots can, of good, clean babysitting fun in this one. I am butt-chugging this okay. good, clean babysitting fun this week. Okay. What, you put you it into a funnel? Yeah. <laughs> From like the early 2000s? Yeah. Uh, late 2000s. Mm-hmm. It was when everyone was pouring beer into a beer bong and sticking the beer bong in their rectum. I mixed this good, clean babysitting fun with NyQuil. And drank a whole bottle of it. <laughs> I digitized it. Yeah. And did um what was it called? Those like oral tripping, like odd yeah. Yeah, that was a fun one. Yeah. <laughs> um but here we are, aren't we? And we're here and we're talking about um what's it called? Stacy's Babysitter's Club, Friends Forever, Stacy's problem. problem. Um should we sing about it? Okay. It's Oops All Segments, isn't it? <laughs> Am I expected to sing about it? Well, I wrote a song about it. Okay. So in the Little Sister Got to guess. Is it the obvious choice? I don't know. Feels like there's an obvious choice for this one. Okay, why don't you tell me after I sing it whether you guessed it? Okay. Um, so let me explain for the listeners, the many listeners, the majority of listeners who do not subscribe to our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash podcast and rectify that um oversight uh for only five dollars a month you get um a whole other podcast and we sing the descriptions in that and because it's oops all segments for the friends forever yeah. instead of uh, doing an overwrought um literary description i'm i'm gonna sing i'm gonna sing about this book and tell you the plot in song wow usually we both dread doing the song because it's quite a bit of work oh i just have so much free time yeah <laughs> I don't know yeah. why. I just felt inspired today. Maybe it's because there's an obvious song to do. I think so. Yeah, yeah. And I'm curious to see if you found it. Um, so why don't you, you'll mute yourself. I will describe Morning. this uh, novel in song, and then we'll have you clean up the pieces and say anything that I left out during 60 seconds. Sound good? Yep. I can't hear you. You're muted. Okay, here we go. Here's a, it's a nice little song about this book that I wrote. Let's begin now. Maureen, 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 Maureen I'm begging of you, please don't be so sad Maureen, 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 Maureen Even though it's gone, it's not so bad You'll date another man, I swear we found you one who lost his hair, a dentist who will keep your teeth so clean. Or what about this other boy? He lost his job, his name is Roy, I think he would be great for you, Maureen. Maybe it could work with Gabe He's rich and handsome, what a babe Too bad he has nothing to say, Maureen I know you're not exactly glad Samantha's marrying my dad But could it mean you're finally free, Maureen? Maureen, 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 Maureen 
I'm begging of you, please don't be so sad. Maureen, 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 Maureen. Even though it's gone, it's not so bad. You've quit your job and changed your name, and now you're free to love again. You're everything a mom could be, Maureen. I didn't need to fight for you. Your perseverance got you through, and we're all so proud of you, Maureen. Maureen, 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 Maureen. You're starting a new business because you can. Maureen, 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 Maureen. And I believe that you don't need no man. Maureen. Maureen. Wow. Short, sweet, to the point. Be- um, beautiful. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Beautiful song. in kind of a haunting way. It's inspiring, too, I think. My- Miley Cyrus. <laughs> I guess that you were gonna say that. I guess that you were gonna say that. Do you want to be? Do you want to be on record as thinking that that's what it is? Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Miley Cyrus uh, <laughs> sang that song at one point, and everyone thought it was very beautiful and haunting. Great. Yeah. Perfect. Her original hit song, <laughs> Maureen. Maureen Jack. Is that what you guessed? Is that what you would have guessed? Stacy, can I come over after school? Okay. We can hang out around by the pool. <laughs> Did your mom get back from her business trip? Is she there or is she trying to give me the slip? You know I'm not the little boy that I used to be. I'm all grown up now, baby, can't you see? Stacy's mom oh, yeah. has got it going on. <laughs> yeah, She's all too. I want and I've waited for so long. That's a good one too. That would have to be from the point of view of, of one of these Gabe? dudes. Maybe um, what's the guy's name? Gabriel uh, Byrne. Oh, do we want to talk about Gabriel Byrne? Gabriel quick? Dylan. Gabriel Dylan. Uh, Jack. Yeah, I am. I don't think it's tooting my own horn. Okay. To say that I am a Babysitters Club influencer at this point. No, it's not. It's just. It's just a pure statement of the the damn fucking truth. And I don't think it's it's out of line mm-hmm. to say that the first season of the Babysitter's Club Netflix TV series mm-hmm. was a huge success. Yeah. And that there's lots of room for sequel se- new seasons mm-hmm. and spinoffs. Right. And kind of diving into some of these secondary series like The Friends Forever. Uh-huh. And I think it's probably fair to say, and I hope you agree, that it's oops all segments. It's certainly oops all segments. Anyone who says otherwise is a damn liar. Which means we're allowed to bring up segments from every iteration of the show so far, including the video novels that we covered. Mm-hmm. And I think, Jack, that these cowards, yeah, Suzanne Wayne, mm-hmm. Wald and Greedia. Let's call them what they are. Fix Your Art Media. Mm-hmm. Not flicks. <laughs> yeah, nice memory. I think you guys are cowards for Scholastic not... Scholastic liars. ...casting me in this show because... Uh... You don't understand. I could have had class. I could have been a contender. I, I could have played this fucking part. Yeah. I could play this fucking part. I will play this fucking part. And what is it? Gabriel. Gabriel Dylan. Dylan. <laughs> okay, well, can I say that... Even though things don't go well with Gabriel Dillon, he is my hashtag swoon this week. Yeah. Just because of his name. Oh, and that's part of it. That's part of it. Just because of the name. Yeah. Hey, it's me. Gabriel Dillon. Gabriel Dillon. Gabriel Dillon is not one but two handsome dudes. No, you can call me Gabe. <laughs> uh, how was it? A pause. It made me nervous. Not great, but not terrible, I ask, hopefully. Another pause. Let's just say that I'm pretty sure Gabe and I won't be having a second date. Why? What happened? Had he upset her? Been rude? Thoughtless? What did he do? 
He was fine, a perfect gentleman. That's me. <laughs> mm-hmm. But he could not keep up with a conversation for more than five minutes. That's you, because he was looking at his fucking phone, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Because <laughs> he was looking at his fucking phone. Hey, did you see that they're going to release some more um, Corpse of Kriegs figurines? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just on the uh, Grimdank subreddit right now. <laughs> Maureen is like, it's been really hard for me since my husband's divorce, and uh, he just uh, he just announced that he's getting married. So so I'm I'm feeling very vulnerable. Are you are you paying attention? Oh, so sorry, I was just trying to catch a Pokemon. It's like a really good spot here. I have to record a podcast in a few days, and I just all my free time goes into catching Pokemon. There was no connection between us. Basically, we sat there and stared at each other the whole evening. Did you dance at least? He doesn't dance. <laughs> He's one of the buyers, Tanner. He works for a huge chain of department stores, and apparently they throw a big dinner dance every year. Yeah. And he asked Maureen out on a date, and uh, he had nothing to say. I dance. You dance. Okay, so, you dance. Can, so you'd have to do some acting. I love acting. to dance. You'd have to do some like acting, to wouldn't you? Would have to, to be Gabriel it. Dylan. Yeah. You have to resist the urge to dance with Maureen. Um, and Stacy's mom, from what I hear, has got it going on. Yeah. That's what I hear, too. I, Jack... Yeah. Can I bring something else up while we're talking about these bows? Sure. I, I hope you're planning to describe this novel at some point. But yes. These suitors? Yeah, please. I don't know if I'll describe the novel. I'd love for you to. It's oops all segments. It's oops all segments, and one of the segments is... Sometimes uh, we don't describe the novel. You could do it in a lullaby. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> one of us is going to have to do that eventually. <laughs> I didn't prepare anything tonight, but... Um. It's it's a segment, sort of. Okay. It's a segment in in. Here's what we can do. Spirit. Here's what we can do. Here's what I'll tell you. Here's what I'll tell you. We don't have to describe the novel. We'll do it the little sister way. We describe it as we go along. Okay. Are you prepared to do that? Yes. Okay. This is a segment in so much as it is part of the outro. Yeah. But okay. Maureen, mm-hmm. what's her new fucking name? Spencer. Maureen Spencer yeah. is dating around. Yeah. She's seeing all these eligible young bachelors living mm-hmm. in, in Stony Brook, Connecticut. Yeah. And they're all disasters. Some of them are too bald. Stop playing with whatever you're playing with, please. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very, very clicky plastic six-pack container. Yep, perfect. Some of them are too bald. Yeah. Some of them are too... Dangerous. Dangerous. Which one's dangerous? Alex. Hello, my name is Alex. He said, I'm an accountant. I'm a fan of skydiving, bungee jumping, and surfing. I like to dance, eat fine foods, and have a good time with that special woman. God, that guy sounds cool. Yeah. Is he good looking? I think he's hot, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Let's hop on this guy. What so, are we doing? so uh, Claudia. But, so, but, okay. no, but. This is why we my segment. The novel. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You got me all flustered with Alex. Yeah. But th- I want to talk about who I was originally bringing in to, to introduce, which is the Trip Man. Oh, my Stony God. Stony Brook's most eligible bachelor. Fuck. Yes. Shit. And they'd be such a better fit than Sharon right? and Trip Man. Right. Fuck, that's good. What about the Trip Man? Date the Trip Man. Maureen. Maureen. Go to him. And this is the... <laughs> go to him. <laughs> And this is what we're always talking about, Tripman Erasure. And this is why we talk about it. This is why we talk about it. This is why we bring it up. It gives us no pleasure to bring it up. We're trying to have a good time. Mm-hmm. But these books, day in and day out, are erasing the Tripman. Yeah. For this no is something that reason. Suzanne's particularly good at, too, though, I think. Yeah. She's good at kind of finding these these lost characters and bringing and reintroducing them. Tremaine would be perfect for her. He's like, he's on her wavelength. Cause I think she wants a, a man with money to, oh, to yeah. speak crassly. Yeah. She wants someone who likes the finer things in life. Tremaine loves golf. playing golf. Yeah. You know, <laughs> the King's game, <laughs> <laughs> the King's game. <laughs> I think that that could be a fit and it's erasure that they took him out of this. It's Trip Man Erasure. I don't appreciate it. I don't yeah. like it. I kept, I was sitting on the edge of my seat. You can throw away Ugh. the rest. I just need the edge. Yeah. Where's the I, Trip Man? 
uh, turning the pages, breathlessly turning the pages. Licking this is not finger. a joke. This is not a joke. I was just like, they got to bring the trip man in at some point. They right? have to. <laughs> See, I had the similar thing, but I'm not. I guess I'm like. You're swept up in it. I don't want to blame myself, but I think their efforts to erase the trip man have rubbed off on me unwillingly. Which makes it even worse. They're trying to make me complicit because I was like, "They're gaslighting." Who's the you. guy gonna be? Who's the guy gonna be? Yeah. Maureen's out. She's she's back out on the field. You know, on the prowl. On the prowl. She's in heat. Okay, that's a nice way of saying it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine f- for tigers. <laughs> <laughs> Dang, I always forget this rule. <laughs> but she's out. She's looking. She's it's fine she's, for tigers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um i wanted to know who the man was gonna be and i it didn't occur to me the most obvious best choice and it's trip man yeah well and it turns out that the most obvious best choice is no man the obvious best choice is no man so let's just talk about it i am no man here's the deal with this book stacy's problem such as it is in the book is that uh her dad and samantha are getting married uh, this causes Maureen, who's already kind of having a bad time of it, to go into um, a tailspin. And she's yeah. very upset. And she, Okay, that's fine. That's fine. And I asked for it. <laughs> and that's my fault. Um, tailspin. Yeah, okay. <laughs> tailspin. And, um, okay, you don't have to keep doing it. <laughs> and um, she's upset because something is ending. And so Stacy takes it on herself to be Stacy McGill matchmaker, and that is the name of a different book where she tries to set up Maureen, and it doesn't go well. She goes out with that guy John, who's like who seems perfect, but he's like really mean to his kids. Oh yeah, the, and they brought him up. <laughs> yeah, they bring one. him up. And so if you're reading in the Glaive Order, that's one of the yeah. sequels. And this is one of the. So we are. Do you want to introduce the Glaive Order? Sure. Is there like a way we do it? I think we probably play a clip from Kroll. Okay, perfect. Or like, uh, what's his face? Yeah, Sean Connery's like. He's not I'm in it. That's your, the wrong fucking the movie. That's the wrong fucking movie. That's Xandar or Zoltar or something. You will need more than men and swords. You will need the power of the glaive. The glaive is nothing but an ancient symbol. It doesn't really exist. It exists up there in a cave on the highest peak. Without the glaive, you'll never be able to reach Lissa. I need weapons, not symbols. Once the glaive was a very powerful weapon, it can be so again. But only in the hands of the right man. Crawl is the clip that you just heard, and then we say something like, Glaive Order. And the Glaive Order is just, uh, it's the... For folks who are reading in the hatchet order, that is an okay yeah. way to read these books, but it's a two-dimensional way of reading the books. If you want to read it in a three-dimensional can or four-dimensional way, can I pitch a new intro do before we get too far in? In the glaive order, and now you may speak. I didn't. Well, I didn't want you to finish because I want to pitch a new intro. Okay. Because I think what we said was fine, mm-hmm. but it doesn't tie back to any previous segments, and it is oops all segments. Okay. So maybe the glaive order is a courtroom. You kind of hear the like hustle and bustle of like people, and like the bailiff is there and a judge, and then you hear the, uh huh, and it's like order, order, okay, order in this glaive, okay. Do you get because it's like order, glaive order, yeah, and it's court themed. Can you remind me who edits these episodes? Because it sounds that sounds like a, a, a lot of work for someone. Who is it who does all yeah. the editing of the episodes? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's certainly not me. Yeah, it's some audio wizard. Yeah, yeah. I'm a busy man. I don't have time for that kind of shit. But so I'm the just gla- the idea guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, the glaive order is um where uh it's the be- the only way to read these books and basically uh every Friends Forever book uh and that's the kind of the key. The Friends Forever yeah. series is the key to the glaive order. Um, and it's each- the core. Each Friends Forever book has a number of squeakwolves, which is a technical literary term for a spiritual sequel 
This is and, sort of the spines coming out of the, the core. Yeah, and so you read the Friends Forever book, and then you read the squeakles, the relevant squeakles. In this case, the relevant squeakles are Stacey McGill, Matchmaker, number 124. Welcome back, Stacey, number 28, where Maureen and Ed first get divorced. Stacey's Choice, number 58, where she has to, where Stacey has to choose between Maureen and Ed. Stacey's Movie, number 130, where we see the sensitive side of Alan Gray. Yes. And Claudia and the Perfect Boy, number 71, where Claudia sets up a matchmaking service. What's so, that, five what, five spines? Five spines of the glaive, yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way to read these novels. Um, but the, So that's what's happening, is, is there's Stacey's doing matchmaking, and she and Claudia <laughs> f- f- find out about video dating? Yeah, what is this book? This bo- so these books are now... Contemporary enough that everyone has cell phones. Yeah, they've all got cell phones, and there's a lot of like Stacy couldn't get through because they're like they have bad service and it's roaming. But they're not so contemporary that video dating is a thing of the past. It's still yeah. going strong. And Ed and Samantha and Stacy go rollerblading at some point. Yeah, fuck yeah. And it just—I don't quite know what, where we are in time. No, We've I think it's supposed unstuck. to be kind of steampunky. Uh, okay. You know where it's God, like there should be a steampunk that's just '90s. It is. It's like steampunk '90s because it's like, uh, oh, like everything seems normal, and they're like, except they're all rollerblading everywhere, and Maureen is dating a bunch of video men. <laughs> God, steampunk '90s is <laughs> yeah. Maybe it's a one good of the concept. best ideas we've ever come up with, <laughs> where it's like all culture stopped in 1994, 1994. maybe. Yeah. And, but yes. like it's still the modern day, and we have everything modern day, Yeah, except it's realized through Culturally, the lens the of 1994. Yeah. This is such a good premise for something. Yeah, like An every laptop movement. has like a VHS drive. <laughs> This is such a good idea. <laughs> Steampunk 90s. Steampunk 90s. Fuck yeah. yes. So Maureen is dating these video men. Yes. And there well, are three she's, there she's are not, three but... video men that Claudia and Stacy try to get Maureen to think about. I think they end up before Maureen even has a chance, they decide that they're all too flawed. There's a dentist who likes pets swimming and traveling. And seems nice, but he's bald. Gross. Uh, and they're Old like... Men are unattractive. Un- Im- impossible. And like, yeah. <laughs> Chrissy's like, totally out of the fucking question. And yeah. Stacey's like, uh, isn't Watson bald? And Chrissy's like, I know. I don't know how my mom does it. It's like, fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> um, and then uh, there's Alex, who we talked about. He's an accountant, and he likes to skydive and bungee jump and surf and dance and eat fine foods, and he likes to have a good time with that special woman. So it sounds like he's taken, actually. Oh, yeah. He likes to have a, a good, good time, time with that special with woman. With that special <laughs> <laughs> Well, when you're done having a good time with that special woman... <laughs> what about me, Maureen? <laughs> Let me know if you're free. So you found a new thing to play with, huh? Um <laughs> a new it's loud. Just the old, it's the old arrowhead, okay. same as yeah. always. It's still here, yeah. And then there's Roy, and Roy, I, Roy sounds like the worst of the bunch. Roy's the full package. He's old. Here's what, yeah. So Roy is like, and definitely twenty years older than Maury. Yeah. And here's what he says. Oh, he's got some kind of an accent. He's an accent. I didn't think I caught yeah. that. I've got to try to think of a non-offensive accent. Mm, I would love... Here's, yeah. here's some accents I've that got we it. haven't I got explored got together. Yeah. You've never done... It's like, a trace. Indian. We, no, I said non-offensive. <laughs> he says, I'm Roy. He said with the trace of some kind of accent. I'm a stamp collector. That's not my job. It's a hobby. It's I haven't worked a in a while, which is not to say I'm a bum. I have a bad back, and I collect disability from my union. Bum means vagina in his country. Anyway, because of the back, sports are out, so don't expect to be rollerblading or anything. But if you like the movies, theater, concerts, I'm your guy. Sounds like Hannibal Lecter a little bit, this guy. I don't trust yeah. him. And he rollerblades everywhere because it's steampunk 90s. But he's like, I can't rollerblade. <laughs> he so can't he's like do it. a pariah in the society. <laughs> I just I I take my Dodge Caravan everywhere. <laughs> but um, so those are the three guys, and then there's Gabe Dylan, and Maureen is like, I don't need a man. 
And I'd said that at myself. It sucks that they, and I want to say this as sensitively as possible. Okay, great. So please do. And I mean no offense to you at all. To Obviously, me. you're one of my closest friends. Okay, be very careful. It sucks that they they keyed in in a pretty interesting way on some things that I know you to be insecure about. Right. You're thinning hair. Yeah. Which looks great. That looks fantastic. Your advanced age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're still spry, young man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, your love of danger. <laughs> that one doesn't really apply. You're the one who has a bad back and is an ex-rollerblader. That's true. So you're yeah. the fucking Roy. Oh, your accent? Your slight <laughs> yeah, my accent? accent? My slight, my trace of some kind of accent. <laughs> the way you say certain words every now and then. <laughs> um, um, and it sucks that all these guys were, were sort of put on this pedestal as like bad Men. They're all bad men. Um, I think we should take a break and then folks can stay tuned to find out what happens in the uh, back half of the novel. Who's the guy? Is it Trip Man? Find out after this break. Wow. Clickbait. Yeah. (laughs) So what you thought when you wiggled out for the first time in history of describing this book in 60 seconds is that we wouldn't have to do that. But what has happened is that I'm now obsessively focused on making sure throughout the episode that everyone gets every single plot point that we haven't explicitly described or sung about. And I would it's say the it's the only than thing just, I can think about. I would say it's more than just trying to wiggle out of doing it. Yeah. I am actively preve- going to prevent us from doing it. Yeah. No, that's I'm fine. I'm going to throw up a ton of interference, make it yeah. as hard as possible for the sh- the plot of the book to be described. <clears throat> and why would you do in that? In any sort of meaningful way. And is that okay? No. Okay. We want people to know what happened. Basically, all that remains to be said is that Stacy's mom doesn't need a man. She doesn't need a man. She's she's Mrs. Spencer. She's Ms. Spencer now. Stacy's super worried she's a about strong, her. She comes home. Stacey, beautiful woman. Maureen is in a good mood for the first time in the book, and she's like, "You know what? Fuck it. I figured out how to deal with this. I'm going to change my name back to my maiden name. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not because there's going to be another Mrs. McGill. I'm not Mrs. McGill. I'm. Yeah, right. Samantha's never taken Ed's name. Yeah, no. Samantha's Samantha not Young. Ed's name. Such no, a cool name. That is a cool name. And she's like a model who like goes like takes fashion photography on cruise ships. Yeah. And then Maureen, but Maureen her, is her, like... Her career trajectory was, I am a beautiful model that everyone wants to photograph. Yeah. And then I got too old. Yeah. So I became a... Beautiful photographer, photographer who everyone wants to model for. Yeah. Um, and, but Maureen takes back her name. And then she uh, starts a business. She quits at um, Bel Air's. Quits her job at Bel Air's and starts. Um, she quits her job at uh, Bel Air's clothing and store. She starts a new clothing store called the Funky Petunia or Amazing Grace or <laughs> Jack. Yeah. What is your? <laughs> clothing, clothing store, store name. name? Okay. And let me read the passage real quick. Yeah, everybody gets excited about this. Serious clothing, Chrissy suggested. There's a name that says it all. No way, Claudia cried, making a disgusted face. I'd never go into a store with that name. How about Funky Petunia? No one over the age of 20 would go into a store called Funky Petunia, said Marianne. I think she should call it Amazing Grace. What is that? What the fuck is that? And they're they're if, all. If bad. her name were Grace, that would be a good name. Uh, if Maureen's name were Grace McGill, Amazing Grace would be f- fine. They're all bad, but they all perfectly reflect the person who said it. Yeah, that's don't true. They? Yeah, they do. And I'm and that I saw that as a challenge. I thought okay. I saw Suzanne raw dogging us, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right down the barrel. Yeah, and challenging us to name Ms. Spencer's clothing store mm-hmm. and do so in a way that reflects our personality and here's okay. my oh and this if, if you you can play along at home yeah pick something that sort of try to hone in on your key personality traits yeah and then pick something that 
kind of echoes that. And here's mine. Okay. You know me. I'm a little bit rude. Yeah. I'm a little bit nasty. Okay. A little bit silly. I don't take myself too seriously, right? Okay. So I want my name to, the name of my store to, to express that. Mm-hmm. And I want it to, to your point, speak to Maureen Spencer's persona. Mm-hmm. So I want to call the store Spencer's. <laughs> or maybe Spencer's Gifts. Oh, that's good. Spencer's right. Gifts, because it's like gifts for the customer. And we sell like shot glasses that look like bongs and <laughs> blacklight posters. And like there's a part in the back where you can buy like funny novelty dildos. Okay. And things like that. Spencer's. Okay. I feel like this isn't connecting with you in a way that maybe it's like because you're secretly British. Do you know what Spencer's is? It's a it's a store called Spencer's Gifts. In the mall. And it's in the mall. Well, and I was thinking of Filene's Basement, so they could call it Maureen's Basement. Is Filene's Basement a thing? Is that a thing? And that reflects your personality how? No, not for you. you no, 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 not for my one. I I'm in it, the basement now. Can I call it? My hidey hole. What about this? So this is one that reflects my personality. It's not a mall store. Okay. But I think that this branding will make you feel compelled to buy the clothes in the store. And it's called the categorical imperative. Okay. So it does it does reflect your personality. What do you think about that? Pedant. Not necessarily a pedant. Certainly a Kantian. Yeah. Yeah. Kantian sort of know-it-all, uh, smarmy. But it's basically the, the tagline is something like, we have nothing if we don't have our duty. And it is your duty to buy clothes at this store. And I'm realizing that sounds a little bit like duty. And so duty. maybe I'll have to <laughs> find a way around it. <laughs> Woo! Um, God, I wish you were getting a Warhammer. It sounds like it would be right up your alley. I think they're all very Kantian. Are they? It's all about duty. Yeah. You know what they do to people after they die in Warhammer? What? They pack their uh, souls into mechs and make them keep fighting for the Imperium. <laughs> that sounds... That sounds likely. The way things have been going this year. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, can I talk to you about, um, since it's Oops All Segments, can I talk to you about um, a theory, a very important uh, theory that we have from the Portrait Collection? Yeah. That uh, Suzanne Wayne has has taken it upon herself, because normally it's Jeannie Betancourt who, who tries to push this Jean. one, but Suzanne Wayne got a fucking memo from Jeannie Betancourt Jean. This week, and and Jeannie's been begging her, Jean, begging Suzanne to put something in, and Suzanne was finally like, "Fine, fine, okay, fine, I'll advance it." Yeah, but we have a. Do you know what I'm talk, talking about here? We got yeah. a couple passages. The first, so this happens early on. Maureen is talking, is is reminiscing about all the good times she had with Ed before things kind of went south. But the relevant passage is this. In fact. I remember thinking I had food poisoning because I felt so sick one night after having clams at the marina. The next day I went to the doctor and discovered I was pregnant with Stacy. Yeah. (laughs) Stacy is seafood. The girls are seafood. The girls are seafood, and we know this, and it's just that's what Jeannie thinks. But Maureen eats clams and gets pregnant with Stacy? It's immaculate conception. Come on. The clams wiggled out of her belly into her womb yeah and did immaculate conception. well and then here's what happens later because there's there's a lot of fish talk in this book it starts yeah. with uh, like a a whole chapter on whether they want to have anchovies or not stacy won't because it's her kind it's because it's her kind but listen here's the 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 next passage about the anchovies well i feel sick when i even look at those anchovies i said but I suppose if I just close my eyes, okay, I guess. You can put them on. Never mind, Mom said. I don't want them to ruin your appetite. No, really, you can have them, I insisted, feeling bad for making such a fuss. I hadn't wanted to be selfish. And that's obviously a typo. Typo. Negative. Shellfish. Yeah. Yeah. I hadn't wanted, I hadn't to, be wanted shellfish, to be shellfish, but, but that's she just was. the way I was born. And it's clams. Yeah, she's and a clam. seafood. And that's what she's Jean a does. seafood, and that's Jean. And she <laughs> does that, and that's her thing. That's her contribution to the mythos. Yeah. Uh, wow. Can't believe you caught that. Yeah. 
What is that sound? What is it? I don't hear anything. It sounds like it's coming from your side of the recording. Okay. It is kind of a... I would say a mix between a shriek hmm. and a squeal and a cry. It sounds like... Oh, that's scary. Do you want me to... Someone or something is weeping nautically. Someone is weeping nautically. Is what I would say. Okay. Is how I would describe like it. Like a, a sailor of some kind. Not a sailor. Sea yeah. mammal of some kind. T- oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like a sea mammal is weeping. Crying. That's it. Yeah. Okay. I hear it now, actually. It sounds like... A, yeah. Do you it hear it, very Your sad. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. In fact, it's very difficult for me to concentrate on this case at all. Yeah. Given the the cries of this this poor, maligned, and tortured animal. Can you and I? I just like I don't want to step out of line. I'm just the district attorney here, yeah. here to defend my client, and I don't want to tell you how to do your job. But do you want to call the court to order? Because yeah, there's the weeping. Yeah, okay. There's well, this like rabble out here, like there's trying a lot to defend of themselves. Yeah, and it's it's hollow. From the gallery. It's it's the the defense is is pretty hollow from the the gallery okay yeah they're insisting it's not their fault that this happened but we all know it is right your yeah. honor mm-hmm. uh um, and i don't know if you just want to call the court to order or something like that because it's gotten it's yeah. gotten out of hand so i can can i say order in the court yeah and, and then, then do your gavel smash yep and then what else do i say and then i think we say it's do we do <gasps> <laughs> no i don't think so it's a slabius porpoise. Do we say slabius porpoise? And yeah. <laughs> the, the blood of the slabius porpoise is on your hands, baby nation. Yeah, that that you much did has this already to been the slabius. Yeah, yeah. But we brought it. The crime was so heinous. Yeah, what you did to the slabius porpoise, baby nation. Yeah, that it that comes up in every it, case. We found new charges. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> The, and the, the conspiracy runs so deep. Yeah, every new case that crosses my desk, I find some connection to the Slabius Porpoise and what you did to it. Yeah. Baby Nation. And that weeping you hear, the yeah. screams of a tortured manatee, that's yeah. the Slabius Porpoise's family. Yeah. And they continue to seek out justice mm-hmm. because you killed the Slabius Porpoise yeah. with your bad energy and your bad attitude <laughs> about our very good segment and yeah. segment title. Yeah. Slabius porpoise. Yeah. Which is burn of the week. (laughs) (laughs) That's what it is. Sometimes it gets confusing. Is it tearful moment? I don't know what it is. Yeah. It seems like it should be tearful moment because it ended up, it didn't need to be sad. It was supposed to be a celebration. It was supposed to be a celebration. And you made it sad. Yeah. So that's on you, baby nation. You killed the Slabius porpoise. His blood is on your hands. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. So, just to 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 um, finish up the case. Um, oh we, yes, we Sorry, don't need to honor. hear from the defense. the The crimes are very clear. Your case has been. I, I'll allow you to speak for the defense if you'd like to say anything in their defense, prosecutor. I'm the district attorney. I represent the the state. Right. I want to throw these bastards yeah. in jail. And I'm not going to allow a, a, someone from the defense to speak. So, if you would like to say anything in the defense of the baby nation, you may. If not. Hold your peace, and I'll make a, a judgment. Just you know, is there any any here's what I'll extenuating have to, here's circumstances? What I, have I don't think we should throw Baby Nation in jail for these crimes. Okay, because I don't think that there is a jail deep enough, deep enough, and dank enough, and dank enough. Yep, to throw them in. Yep, I, that's kind of what I was thinking too. And I think if it were up to me. What mm-hmm. I would do with the Baby Nation mm-hmm. for their crimes against the Slavius Porpoise. Put them on a boat. Put them on a boat. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> this is, we're so simpatico on this. I really feel, I'm feeling you on this. We'll, we'll, we'll take them halfway send across them, the ocean, right? Send them somewhere. Yeah. It doesn't matter where. England. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. Sink the boat. Halfway across, sink it. Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. You read my mind. And that is the sentence. And that's a little bit of poetic justice too, because yeah. 
all of Slabius's Porpoise's family can be there <laughs> to watch. Perfect. And maybe they can, we'll throw them on the mercy of the porpoises. And, and it was a perfect segment title, and it perfectly describes what we're about to do, of course, which is to say when the, what the insults that happened in the book were that we liked the most. Um, it has been a while, Jack, since yeah. we had Burns this easy and we <laughs> we are coming in to this book with a handicap because it is a pike book yeah it's a pike book yeah we got and good clean know, babysitting fun when you got a pike book pikes. you got good clean babysitting fun and you yeah. got easy burns yes yeah. and this is an old trick that pete used to kind of fall back on a lot yeah is whenever it was pete's turn to write a book he would write a pike book because he yeah. knew he could get as many burns as his sweet little feet desired yeah into the book mm-hmm and I've got a lot of easy burns this week, Jack. How about you? Uh, yeah, I got a lot of easy burns. I got two pike burns and a burn on Alan Gray. Okay. Which do you want to... I have two Yeah, pike burns. Easy burns. Let's alternate pike burns. You okay, can start. probably the same. There's probably the same. And then, I'll, the then same. I'll throw in a bonus burn on Alan Gray just so we can talk about a, a just a, a whiff of a B-plot. Yeah. Everybody chill, Christy commanded. She turned towards Nikki. What are you guys throwing around? Nothing, Jordan said quickly. We all looked at Margot's feet, where a crumpled white cloth was lying. Pow, the pike's basset hound, trotted to the cloth, which was now soaked with cola, and brought it to Nikki. This is a continuation of the passage you read earlier. Yep. He held the dripping cloth up for all to see. Just a pair of Jordan's underpants. We were going to hang them outside as a welcome home flag, but now they're kind of ruined. (laughs) It's a burn on Jordan. They were going to do his, they were going to salute his shorts, like the show. <laughs> Can I make a case for the fact that they're saying Jordan's underpants are good underpants that got ruined by the dog, and it's maybe uh, bolstering him up? My concern is that there's maybe a little bit of manipulating the crime scene. Right. I think Jordan knew that he had gross underpants full of like skid marks and nasty okay. butt poop marks. Great. And he intentionally worked his magic so that pal Claudia and Vanessa would drop the colas, <laughs> soak the underpants. Right. I don't think he has good underpants. I think he has bad underpants, and I think everyone knew that and took advantage of it. Yeah. All right. I'll buy it. Um, the 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 deep sea plot is that Mallory is home. She's evolved. Oh, Mallory is home. Yeah. She's, she's evolved. back from Riverbend Academy. She's like um, she's like Luke and Jedi, right at the beginning of Jedi. Oh uh, yeah. She comes she back and black. she's different, and she's like calmer, she, and, and she she's, kicks. She like Boba Fett into the Sarlacc pit. I mean, not ex, not ex. You know what a metaphor is? <laughs> not exactly like. <laughs> oh okay. I thought that's what you meant. <laughs> <laughs> She, she comes back and she's she's wiser. She's bigger somehow. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She and she runs like an internet camp at her school. She's very she's two, web two point now. She's very web two point She's plugged in. She's jacked in. She's jacked in to the steampunk nineties. Uh, to the nineties. That's another part of steampunk nineties. Is you, we all have to like log into the internet with modems again <laughs> except they're like in our heads fuck yes steampunk 90s is such a good concept why don't we have a whole fucking podcast devoted to steampunk 90s it's got it's it's got so much potential well the inky blackness of the precipice yep. is right before us jack yeah. and we're hurtling towards it at 99.999 percent the speed of light but mallory's back and the um and byron has kind of taken over he's the new oldest one yeah uh, so that's an issue, but we never really hear much about it, except that we get a little bit of, uh, as an aficionado, I particularly enjoyed the plentiful Stacy Mallory hangouts. Yeah, Stacy decides that she's not being um, present <laughs> enough for Mallory. And, she's great. And makes a, she's, makes she's an great effort. She's great. And she just, it's, yeah. there's like the main babysitter on babysitter God, hangout. She is good. And is, like, Stacy and Mal, which is like you never get that combo. It's a fucking no, that's nice a combo. deep cut. And Stacy runs into Lane Cumming in 
New yeah. York City while she's there. And that's how she learns why. That's and how polite she, to her. It's good. It's good. She runs into Lane Cummings. This is masterful by Suzanne Wayne. There, and it's like also, I don't like Stacy New York talk, but it's so fucking real that they don't really want to go to the new brunch place because it got a write up in New York Magazine and it's going to yeah. be lines around the block. But Ed's new fiance really wants to go, so they do anyway. It's just like, like fully triggered me that conversation God, I'm so glad i don't live in the fucking city anymore. <laughs> and they wait and the lines are really long but and they're like happy that they get they're like oh it wasn't that bad we got seated after an hour and it's like oh fuck <laughs> and they also do run into someone they don't want to run into in the line and it's lane and they haven't talked since stacy's ex-best friend and suzanne wayne does his masterful job of having lane just bring up all the wrong shit where Stacy she's like, oh, how are things going with your friends at Stony Brook? And Stacy's like, oh, Claudia and I had a fight, but like we made it up. And Lane's like, I never liked that fucking unpleasant, untalented. She always seemed pretty dumb to me. Yeah. And it's just like, it's a perfect like, this is not working. But that's how Stacy comes to understand Maureen, which is that she sees that her friendship with Lane is over, but she has happy memories. And that's how Maureen feels about Ed. Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Listen, I've got two burns to get through. Here's the pike, my pike burn. Okay. We had a spelling contest to see who would get to bring home Grey Baby. Yeah, Grey Baby's scary. It's it's pretty scary. It's, Is it the baby Grey Man? It's uh, The, the Grey Man is yeah. Phoenix-like. Yeah, it's back. Ellen he's, brought he's, the Grauman back. She she sailed over the horizon and brought the Grauman back. And then the, now the Grauman, Suzanne is like, I just want to write eradicated. a fucking good, clean, babysitting fun book. But Ellen has put the Grauman back in these books. So I have to figure out like a place to keep him so that right. I could tell the story I want to tell. His essence. His, his soul his essence. needs to make it into this book. And I, I don't want it to be a threat. Yeah. I don't want this to be a mystery. Right. So but I gotta put. You I gotta need to find a place to put Dikraumon in somewhere, and the, where I found a place for his Dikrau baby is a chinchilla. Yeah. So this is what Vanessa says. We had a spelling contest to see who could get to bring Dikraumon. Dikindegrau. Okay, so Margot says this about the fucking Dikindegrau. Dikindegrau. Dikrau baby. We had a spelling contest to see who would get to bring home Gray Baby. He is our chinchilla over the summer. Everybody wanted to. Mom told me I couldn't, but I forgot and raised my hand anyway. Oh, no, Mallory gasped. You didn't win, did you? No, I was first runner-up, though, Margot said proudly. If for any reason Robert Amato can't keep Grey Baby, I get to bring him home. You should hope she gets Grey Baby, Vanessa said, her head in the refrigerator. At least he would be someone for you to hang out with this summer. <laughs> That's good. Because nobody's going to hang out with Mallory. No going to hang out with Mallory. And now I'm wor- worried Mallory's about why Vanessa has her head in the refrigerator. Well, and I'm worried about <laughs> Mallory being, being hanging out with the Grau baby. The Grau baby and the Kindergau. The Kindergau, yeah. Um, it's all pretty, pretty worrying spooky and stuff. Scary. That was my other Pike burn. And let me, can I tell you this Alan Gray burn very quickly? Just because it's, because Claudia and yeah. Alan Gray are still hot and heavy. What is in that? Room, my playroom. Uh, to my Xbox and stuff. Like your Xbox and stuff. Is it your Xbox and stuff? Yeah. Helicopters ready to take you away at any time, Jack. The helicopters on standby to take you whenever you want to go. But uh, I've got my Xbox in this room. And I want you, can you to take see it. With see you. it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can take my Xbox in the helicopter if I want. If you want. <laughs> no one's stopping you. <laughs> And it's our hit segment, and it's called... Mr. Gray will see you now. Alan Gray will see you now. And it's also our burn of the week, and it goes like this. Alan was basically the class clown, but in the past he'd often gone too far, and my friends and I had thought of him as the class... God, we're still in burn of the week. Lately, though, he Just and fucking Claudia hit me. had been trying out the idea... Normally it's your fault, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Lately, though, he and Claudia had been trying out the idea of dating each other. I suppose, Claudia agreed. I keep thinking about the video interview you did with him for your project. How he complained that no one ever saw the real Alan. It got to me. But I don't know. What would kids think of me if I dated him seriously? That you have a good sense of humor, I suggested. And it's a burn on Alan Gray because he's a fucking joke. (laughs) (laughs) 
I think that the Claudia <laughs> Allen Gray subplot is cute and nice, and I like it. Okay. I think they are cute together, and I think we're it's seeing cute. a real uh, human side of Alan Gray. Yeah, and I like it, and I like it. It's a subplot that cute that is continued because it could have been a very quick throwaway, but they decided to make Claudia and Alan Gray an item. It's beautiful. Thank you. Thank you for agreeing with me, Jack. I am out of notes. Um, it's time for us to leave. It's also time uh, for us to go, I think. Okay. And I believe that it is time for us to leave and to go. And, and we, we are going and leaving leave. ever faster, ever more furious towards oblivion, mm-hmm. careening in these fleshy meat tanks, mm-hmm. cumbersome meat puppets that we ride around in all day. Mm-hmm. Our souls yearning to be free, to be released, to be carried into the heavens by birds on the wings of birds. Yep, uh, but and that's not what's going to happen because it's steampunk nineties, and they're going to put our souls into mech warriors to to fight the endless VHS wars. The it's it's still VHS, <laughs> VHS versus Betamax, and that's what it is. The VHS wars is good, <laughs> uh, and it's going to be all magic eyes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's how when you're a when you're a soul trapped in a mech warrior body yeah. fighting the VHS wars. Yeah, all you can see when they flash to your POV, yeah. like in Predator. You know when they flash to Predator's POV in Predator. Yeah, you know, and it's like all me. heat vision. Yeah, when they flash to the POV of the soul mech warriors, it's yeah. gonna be all magic eyes. <laughs> that's all they can see. Yeah. They it's a curse and a blessing magic guys yeah that's what's gonna happen to us uh what's gonna happen to you is um we can't tell you uh whatever you want it's whatever you're in you charge want. of your own destiny it will be we can tell you that it will be better if you do subscribe to our patreon you can find it at patreon.com slash bscc podcast uh, we be. sing the descriptions and now you know what that sounds like um and it's only five dollars a month it's a great way to support our show keep us doing whatever it is that we're doing keep us in these expensive mech suits yeah um and keep us podcasting by the skin of our very teeth so please do check that out please buy our merch bit.ly slash bscc merch we've got stickers we've got t-shirts we've got tote bags got it all baby um, please rate and review our show on Apple Podcasts. Every rating and review helps us to move through the rankings, and we are still, as far as I know, ranked somewhere in the literature podcast section. So keep us in there um, and help other people to discover the show. And join the Baby Nation Facebook group. It's a good place where everyone is nice and good and has a nice time. And you can just go to Babysitter's Club Club Facebook page and click on the group, which is called Baby Nation, and everyone in there is Nice and good, and you have to answer a question, which uh, asks you what your favorite babysitter is. And some people don't answer the question, and it's such an easy question, and we don't let them. Such in. an easy question, but if you do it, it's we'll also let you very in. good at weeding out the, the scammers because <laughs> yeah. they're always just like me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that some some guy was like, like my childhood babysitter <laughs> was always. It's like well, you just join every group or something. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, please do join the Baby Nation Facebook group. And all that remains, I believe, is for me to say that this week we read a novel. This week we, we read a novel. That's good. It was called Babysitters Club Friends Forever Number Ten. Stacy's problem. Next week we're going to be reading a little Rio novel, and it's called Babysitters Club Friends Forever Number Eleven. Welcome home, Marianne. Huh? She's coming home. Where was who's wait? Where was Marianne, and who's the Marianne we've been dealing with? Okay, and now I'm scared because she broke up with scared. Logan, and now I'm scared, and she broke up with Logan. Marianne's going to be fucking pissed. this imposter marianne broke up with logan wow shit looking forward to that one all that remains is for me now to say that uh my name this week has been jack alexander shepherd zendaya's name has been michi that's from the little sister episodes and 95 percent of the people listening to the show won't know what you're talking about my name is tanner (laughs) greener Please do remember to round off the corners in your bedroom, drown all your dolls, call your senator, and demand your right to bear time, and do not forget to let daddy love you as much as I do. Remember the Delaney's. Remember the trip, man. Take your dream horse through that maze, 
Claudia is wearing a bra now, and the way she talks, you would think that boys had just been invented. We used to try to eat trip at work. Do you remember? It never worked. It didn't work. Such it's a stupid. good premise, and I wish it worked. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> we had a fun like job, but where you and I, beats. you and I, just sat like at the office next to each other in our desks, leaning back with our headphones on, listening to like weird beats because they were supposed to like get you high. And any time like the boss would come by, we'd be like, "Shh, shh, we're e tripping." <laughs> <laughs> It's for work. <laughs> no, we're also brewing four loco in the fridge. Okay, <laughs> we've got a lot of irons in the fire right now. Oh man, that was a good period in our creative collaboration. Yeah, uh, but it's it's gone, and the internet is bad now. And both of us got laid off from that job. Yeah, and I don't know, can't imagine why. <laughs> that was a headgum podcast.